Welcome to the Humor and Mistakes Podcast, y'all. It's me, McNeil. You know, each week we have a guest on our show, and we talk about mistakes, mishaps, and missteps that they've made throughout life, because everybody makes mistakes. This week, we're here with Grant Shanfield, producer of Who's to Say Podcast, fellow comedian of the Triangle, moving to L.A. soon, very soon, actually. How you doing, Grant? You're making major life changes soon. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm good. I, uh, it's good to be in Carborough. I come up here, I don't know, once or twice a week now, it seems like. But yeah. Are you nervous? If I was a week away from making such a change, well, I'd be like sweating all the time, man. Uh, you have a few panic attacks, yeah. Uh, so this is what, I actually changed my mind, I'm going to New York instead. You. Like just auto, like you just did that. What's the difference if I don't have a job in a place? It's the same as <laughs> That's funny because I went to New York recently. Yeah, and I started having that. Should I maybe go to New York, bug too? Yeah, I mean, I was. Uh, I did a show over the weekend, and uh, the headliner I talked to, she was just like, "If I can give you any advice, I would say go to New York instead of L.A." Really? And I was like, "All right." I mean, because she got a Netflix special. I don't. So maybe <laughs> maybe she knows more than I know. Hey, you're moving anyway, like you just are. You're moving a shorter distance now. Yeah, exactly. It's a thousand miles or however far it is versus you, three thousand. Or are you just packing up your car and leaving? Um, so essentially, what I'm doing is um, applying for jobs and all that, um, waiting to hear back from like apartment complexes. But as soon as like I either a get a job or b at apartment complex, like when it goes ahead and says yes, I'm out of here. Like I'll <laughs> leave that same day. Really. That's how I am, like, come January 1st. Yeah. Well, are you going you gonna to go to L.A.? or? Well, I have committed to L.A. So did I. <laughs> I know you. I, so did I. I just found out you're not going to L.A. Like, yeah. But um, I went to New York, and it's the second time I've been, and I just like being able to walk everywhere. Yeah. Like, I'm a For control sure. freak. Yeah. And being in, like, it, being in traffic and not being able to do anything about it irritates me for sure it's the worst yeah so being able to add 20 extra minutes but just be walking progressing yep that meant a lot to me i love that about new york what's up with you and this uh fucking weight training thing this uh bodybuilding whatever uh, the fuck you're doing oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like working out man it, it's my thing you, what, what, what you think i guess what what speak your piece weren't you didn't you have like a nice white folks job before this well, I do both. I do both. I well, I'm working on one, so I do. I do the other one, and then this guy has me like mentoring, shadowing at his gym. Oh, you uh, you got like take classes and all that for it? Or? Yeah, so I'm studying really? for it right now. Yeah, it's uh, the national certification of like sports medicine or something like that. I don't know. I just experiment. I'm trying whether okay. I like it, see if I like it. But yeah, the part of my job I miss is helping people because I just like I oh, like okay. interacting with people. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And I'm in a cubicle all day and I don't really talk to people. Oh, yeah, that's the thing I would love to do because all the jobs I've had they've all been front facing, like customer facing jobs. I'm tired of that now. I don't really? talk to anybody. Oh, word. I would rather like be in the back, like making food than having to talk to customers. <laughs> like, really? legit. I'm the opposite because it's like. People become keyboard warriors when they don't have to see you, and that's, <laughs> that's what gets me. Like, cause I'm so quick to like, if you send me a snappy email, I'm the guy that's <laughs> <and just laughs> that would just knock on your cubicle. Yeah. And so many people can't look you in the eyes after you send they send you a snappy oh, yeah. email for sure. And so I can't stand that. People are very passive. They uh, passive aggressive. That's yeah. what people are, especially in like office settings. When I used to be a teacher. Um, I didn't know you were a teacher. Man, I've had all the jobs. Okay. Like, I'm the king of quitting jobs. <laughs> um, when I was a teacher, I had coworkers who would oftentimes, like, they'll send you, like, so, like an email or whatever, and they literally are in the room next door. <laughs> and we're both on our planning period. I was like, you could just came over here. We're going to squash this beef. Yeah, just say it. But also, I was working with all females, too. I was the only male on staff. Okay. So that wasn't easy either. See, the thing I respect is a person that will send me an email and then be like, yo, y'all yeah, sent it. And look me dead in the really? eye. Really? That's respect. I respect them. I respect <laughs> if you're going to – that's the same thing I'm about, like, with uh, driving and road rage. Yes. If you're going to cut me off, be able to look me in the eye and do it. Yeah. And then I respect you. Oh, if I you look down when I look at you. Oh, yeah. I don't respect you. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm all about it. <laughs> like, like, I got road rage just because, like, you know, always driving from here and there all the time. So, it's worse than it used to be. 
because like I used to be fine, like very mellow. Now, like if I got to go from here to like Wilmington, and that's a two-hour drive. Like I'll flip somebody off, no oh, problem. Definitely, and look them dead in the eye. Like, oh yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah let's, uh, it's about a respect thing. Yeah, yeah. So who who is Grant? Ooh, like if if we're just chilling on the airplane and we're talking, and you had a long time to introduce yourself, like. What would you say about yourself, man? Uh, let's see. For me, uh, we're on an airplane, and I'm introducing myself. Um, I would probably say I'm a go-getter. I'm somebody who likes to try a lot of different things. I like to experiment. Um, of course, I do stand-up and all that. I, I don't really mention to people, like, complete strangers. I don't tell them I do stand-up because then it's like a whole rigmarole. So, yeah, I don't even bring that up at all. You don't eat on that anymore? Like, no, nah, I do. Okay. Like, it get, if anything, it gets annoying because, like, for job interviews, if I have like a job interview or something, they're like, oh, what do you do for fun? I was like, nothing. <laughs> I lie every single interview. Okay. Because you're like, oh, I do stand up. Like, tell me a joke. And then like it's a whole thing. Well, because you can't tell. Like, I can't tell you the joke that I want to tell you. Like, exactly. Uh, it's, I hate it so much. But, I mean, that's the game. Yeah. Yeah, but, I've experienced that. Like, I have like white jokes and I'm like, well... I'm actually underlying some bad things I think about white people with my jokes, yeah. but I can't say that. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I got some jokes I'm working on right now about white people. <laughs> You're a go-getter. What yeah. made you into a go-getter? Have you always been a go-getter? Um, yeah, I would say so. I think um, this is the thing. I, I run a very interesting line. Either I'm extremely lazy or extremely busy. There's no in-between in for me. Um, so, let's say – and lazy is a – convoluted word for me because like for me if I have five things to do that day and I'm sitting down for 15 minutes I feel like I'm being lazy um but I would say growing up I was always busy I was always a part of something like middle school high school um then when I started stand up I had other things and jobs and other things like that did you live with your grandma? And the reason I ask, because my grandma used to always say, idle hands are the devil's workshop. I heard that so many times. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't grow up with my grandma. Um, I grew up with my parents, my brothers, or whatever. My grandma passed away when I was, like, super young. Uh, but, yeah, we were always busy. So my brothers, they were a part of, like, uh, sports and all that. I was, like, in fucking theater club, you know, <laughs> in high school. So, yeah. that was I did that. I was in the art club. Um, I was in the key club in high school. I was in a few other groups in high school. I used to skateboard, I used to play golf. So I did a lot. Okay. Yeah. By the way, we on we on live on the air. Nice. I was just saying because you said F word, F word like twice. Ooh. <laughs> okay. It's it's Gucci. It's Gucci. What's the uh, what's the? Uh... It's like radio talk. Like I think you can oh, say like the talk. A word, H word. Then you say the B word. Okay. Um, just whatever they say. What's it? One hundred three point. What? What is? What's the? One hundred three five. Ooh. Yeah. See, I remember. You're live. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so you're a go getter, and then did you? When did you know you wanted to get into comedy? Um, let's see. So as far as stand up goes, I remember like I always used to watch stand up with my brothers and my family or whatever. Um, I always thought I was funny. Um, yeah, I always thought I was funny. So I think maybe around. Mm, maybe sometime late in high school, maybe early in college, I was like, I'm going to try stand-up like one time at least. Um, I think I ended up trying it for the first time when I was like 21, I think. Okay. And I did it for like maybe a year, if that, and then I stopped for like four years straight. And then I started over like three years ago now. What made you get back in it? I think I, I, I think I might have saw you when you were getting back into it. Yeah. Because I started doing comedy like – like three years ago, and I took a break and started doing improv. Mm -hmm. But I remember a black dude that dressed up very well yeah. at Good Nights. And it wasn't Ngozi. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like three years ago when I was I was taking a class there. Okay. which uh, Did you take the improv class or you take the stand-up class? I took the stand-up class with uh, uh, Char Charlie. Charlie Vericola. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember a, a black guy just all dressed up like white. He had like on a white shirt and pants and it was very proper and i think it was you i would be very surprised if it was me but it might have been you didn't dress up you didn't ever dress up it must have been remember. someone else maybe i don't know it's only so many black dudes yeah who go to comedy clubs yeah. well fair enough <laughs> but no yeah i think uh yes what made me get back into it is um when i did it i had like such a good time and then i think i stopped because i like i got into a relationship 
That'll do it. And I mean, there's so many stories of comics I know now. We're like, yeah, I started dating this girl, and now I don't do stand up anymore. I'm like, dude, stand up is more important than the girl. <laughs> like, you'll always be funny. Like, I don't know. I, I agree with that because it's the day to day that the girls don't get, or like in a relationship, like, oh yeah, because well, I have to do this show because doing this show is gonna make me just a step better, mm-hmm. and it's just, they don't just they don't get it. Yeah. So this is the thing. Uh, I've always felt like people who do anything in entertainment, like stand-up, improv, acting, whatever it is, uh, the day-to-day is really, really hard for like the person who's not doing it because all they see is you not being there. Yeah. So with me, I feel like um, like my closest friends know I have shows like all the time at least. They know that when I don't have shows, we're going to hang out, right? So if I get in a relationship, that person has to understand, all right, I've been doing these jokes longer than I've known you. That's nothing against you. You're great. But these jokes matter way more. Not that you don't, but, like, these jokes are me. So that's what it is for me. When do you include them in in your jokes? Ooh. It is very, very rare that I include, like, friends in jokes. A lot of times I I might say that friends are in the jokes, but they're not really my friends. It's just something I made up. Okay. Um, Maybe, like, once... Every blue moon. I had. A, I used to have a joke about um, having house guests. I was talking about how much, like, when you first have a house guest, everything is great. And then, like, like day one or day three, everything is great. Day four or day seven, you're like, when are you going to put money towards the rent? <laughs> because, like, they're there so much. That was the one joke that was actually, like, true with, like, a friend of mine that stayed over. It was, like, a snowstorm that happened two years ago. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I I try to tell them I won't tell a joke about you for a year, and oh my god, dude! If if it's something juicy, I'm gonna write that <laughs> joke. But like, there's just nothing. Like to be honest, the thing I like about my friends is like they're not they're interesting to me, but I don't think they're interesting on stage. Okay, like I like them for who they are, like away from like whatever else. I don't know. I was I used to get in with my ex from a few years ago. I used to get into arguments because I would. Like try to do bits about how hard it was to be faithful in a relationship. And she did not like that at all. <laughs> well, I can see it from like that perspective because <laughs> like, oh, he's cheating on me. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, it takes everything I have. Like uh, sometimes I'm like, I won't get caught if. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever written a joke about somebody I was dating. Also, because I, whenever I've. I haven't dated anybody since I've been doing stand-up, which is good. It's good. It's like there's no – nothing slowing me down, I guess. All right. I wish I was you, man. Don't. Don't. It is I a lonely, so lonely drama. game. <laughs> Do you really? Because I try to make it work, and it never does. Nah, bro. The, the cycle has repeated three times at this point. And Jeez. So this is the thing, right? Um, if you think about, all right, you got a show. Let's say you got a show Monday. You got one Tuesday. And you got one, like, Thursday, right? Yeah. Let's say Wednesday, you're dead tired. You don't want to hang out with nobody. But you're going to have to make time for that girl. You're right. Like, and for me, if I'm going to be tired, like, I don't want nobody to come over. Like, relationship, no relationship. I'm like, listen, we're going to have to hang out another day. I mean, I try to make time for people, but it's like, so busy, we're so tired. So you, see, and the thing is, people get offended by the truth. Because sometimes I'm just like, look, I, I don't want to see you right now. Oh, my God. And yeah, that dude. and they hate that. But, like, someone could be like, yo, I mean, no, I just don't feel like chilling with you right now. And I'm like, cool. I get it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, for me, I shoot straight from the hip. Like, I'll tell somebody immediately, like, listen, we're not hanging out today. Like, well, why? Because I don't want to hang out. Yeah. And, like, you can be mad I'm going to sleep because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is sleep better than me? Yes, today it is. Oh, my God, yeah. I would choose sleep over anything and anybody any day. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're a straight shooter. Yeah. You do comedy, and you're on your way, headed to New York. Yeah. So along this journey, yeah, that you've had, have you made any mistakes along the way? Oh, I make mistakes every single day doing stand up. <laughs> every single day. Define that. Um. So let's see. Hmm, where to start, McNeil? Uh, <laughs> for me, there are a lot of times where, like in stand up, like oh, they want you to. You're supposed to do certain things in stand-up. I don't always do those things. Like, a lot of times, you're supposed to record your set, listen to your set, rewrite jokes, all that. That's where I get a little bit lazy. You're not a writer? I mean, I love to write, but I write very weird. Like, when I write a joke, 
I'll write like one line. I'll put it like in my notes in my phone. And then like that'll be it. And then two, three days goes by, something will happen, and then I'll write another line, another line, something like that. And then you'll see me at Tuesday on Tuesday at Zogs, and I got a brand new joke. It might have taken me two weeks to write it, and I might throw it away in six months, but it really takes a lot for me. So that's something that I've made mistakes doing because like, I don't listen to my sets all the time. I should. I listen to the good ones because I'm a chump. <laughs> like I don't want to hear myself doing bad even though I, even though I know it's going to happen. You listen to your set and all you hear is you, no laughter in the background. Oh, it's, I, have, I think I have about 400 voice recordings in my phone right now. I went and listened to the first one I have from like, I want to say it's like May of 2015. I think that's when I started recording. I started like in April of 15, but I started listening to the recording. I started recording it in like May. I was listening to it and I was like, oh my God, I could literally hear me shaking on stage. I was like, ah, I'm never listening again. So have you ever made a mistake where you uh, weren't, that really caused you to fail that night, like doing stand up? Like maybe you weren't in the right mindset or. Okay. Um, one of those examples is um, I think when I was first starting out, I was at I think I was at Zox. Shout out to Zox, uh, and I was I think I had like a drink or two or something like that, and I hadn't eaten that day. <laughs> and like that's so important, guys. If you're driving right now, make sure you're gonna eat today if you're gonna do any drinking tonight. Because um, I remember I went up there and like my timing was so bad. I bombed so, so hard. I know Josh will never remember this, but I bombed so hard up there, dude. <laughs> and I deserved it. That's what I, that's what I get. So now a lot of people don't think I drink, but that's the main reason why I don't drink before shows or before mics or whatever. I was like, I'll drink after. Because, like, I went to um, the thing at the pit the other day. Like, they had the little reveal or whatever. And, like, they were – I think I got a beer from there. And uh, Jeremy Alder, he's like, you drink? I was like, yeah, I drink. I just <laughs> don't. You're – you're not the – that story doesn't sound like the worst drunk bombing story I've ever seen or heard. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen some bad ones. Uh, my boy Andrew Gleason, I'm going to put him on the spot. Oh, no, not Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> my man got – I was like, yo, are you drinking a lot tonight? He's like, I got it. My <laughs> man was at Zogs. Have you ever seen someone bomb and did think they did well so – they dropped the mic. Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to drop the mic and stand up. My man dropped the oh mic like he just God. killed it. <laughs> that breaks my heart. <laughs> when I see Gleason, I got to talk to him about it. That's hilarious. I was like, he's like, he he texted me the next morning, like at 8 a.m. He's like, I bombed yesterday, did. I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really, I guess for fear of like, in, embarrassment on my part like it's hard for comics and any like entertainer to really get embarrassed or whatever but like I think early on me thinking about like drinking a lot going up there and eating it and not knowing what I'm doing already that would have been too much for me <laughs> so yeah how did you get to the point where you didn't care what people thought because it's not something you're born with I think there are things when it comes to that like that's something you kind of got to grow into like Mm, I would say you have to grow into it. Like, I remember early on for me, like, I would do jokes and I would always, like, look around and see what the crowd was doing for whatever reason, see if they were into it or not. Now I just do the jokes. I just, like, shoot the jokes into a vacuum. I don't really care if you like it or not. Because, uh, like, this sounds terrible. Uh, I care more about me saying the joke than you liking the joke. I want you to, like, I want you to love that joke. But it's more important that I get that joke out because I, I got a lot of stuff in my head. That's why I feel that way. But I definitely had to grow into it because, like, I was I was bombing hard <laughs> starting out all the time. What kept you going? Um, the bomb. The bomb keeps you going. The bomb keeps you going? Oh, yeah. Like, you'll like your bomb Monday. This is this is the, my favorite bomb story. So, me and Ngozi, we go <laughs> – to or maybe it was Kenyon. It's one of those two. Um, we went to He's a fellow comedian audience. Yeah. Shout out to those guys. We went to we did three mics that day. Cause there was a Saturday there was Deb's mic Saturday night, and then there was a open mic at good night, so like twelve o'clock in the, the day. Ones. Yeah. Um and then there was another one. I think maybe it was me and Kenyon. I think we bombed two out of the three times we went up. 
that third time, that set was fantastic. Because, like, once you bomb that many times, you've changed that set because you're probably doing the same jokes. So, I mean, I would say that bombing definitely came and I was like, I'm not going to go out like no chump. So I kept going back and going back. And then, like, next thing you know, you stop bombing as much. People start putting you on shows. And then you're like, oh, and now you're getting on more and more shows and you're bombing less. And even when you're bombing, you don't count as a bomb because, like, the part that did well, that's all you cared about anyways. Comedians tend to be very resilient. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, sure. I, I think that is such a – something a lot of people don't get because they would go on stage, bomb once, and never do it again. Oh, yeah. And you can't do that as a comedian. Like, you have to get used to failing. Oh, yeah. Um, do you think that translates to life? Yeah, I would say so. Listen, I'm a man who's had something like uh, <laughs> 12 to 14 jobs, McNeil. All right. And in, in how long? And in what, in what time span? 12 to 13 years, McNeil. <laughs> All right. You just bounce around. Of course. Okay. On average, I stay at a job about 10 to 11 months. Okay. Right. I'll learn what it is I need to know and I get out of there. I'm like, all right, this was cool. I made my money. Next. Because <laughs> I get bored easily. I'm not going to be the guy who's going to be uh, working that job for four or five years. Like, oh, what am I doing here? I'm never going to get to that point. Okay. Like, I'll quit way before that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got insurance for a year? Cool. All right, now I'm gone. Do you, do you like that? Or do you wish you could find something more long term? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Okay. Um, just because I, I guess I hate the monotony of like certain jobs. Like you got the same crusty coworkers you always <laughs> talk to. You got the same crappy small talk. Yeah. Like oh, how's it going today, Bill? Oh, it's going good. What'd you do over the weekend? I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I, I pretend to, but I don't. I can't do the work outings where we talk about work. Like I'll be flipping on people sometimes. Yeah, because you already did the thing. We just <laughs> we did it. I'll be at lunch and they want to talk to me about work. I'm like, I get it. All right. That's why I eat in my car now. That's why I used to do at work. <laughs> like, I, some people were like, what did I get described as in a manager meeting once? It was like, I am standoffish. Ooh. Because, and I was like, why? And they were like, because you literally say, I don't want to talk about it. Like, so I'll interrupt somebody. <laughs> I'm like, we're at lunch right now. Why are you talking about work? <laughs> I love <You> it. <laughs> yes. I live for that. Like, I just I'm blunt sometimes. Oh my god! Like I and I appreciate that more than somebody being fake, right? Yeah. So for me, I'm real blunt with people. Like uh, I've worked in a sales job the last three or so years. I worked a sales job. So sales job, I don't have a lot of time to sugarcoat, right? Yeah. I got to make this money and then I get on my business. So uh, when I used to sell cars. Oh, I was the roughest I've probably been as a person <laughs> when I was selling cars. Like, just ruthless with people. Like, people come on the lot. They're like, oh, I'm just looking. And then I'm like, okay, cool. And I just walk away. <laughs> and then like, they were like, I got a question. I was like, oh, yeah? And then I walk away. Because when I buy them, I'm not going to talk to you. You're wasting time. Yeah. See, I'm the eight to five guy. Like, I, I get paid from eight to five. Somebody else trying to come to me with a problem, like, four feet. I'm like, nope. No, no, no. I need to be like you, man. I need to get a, a nice white folks job. <laughs> Have your hour lunch, get your little cheese sandwich. I need to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get one of those, like, I'm going to get like a bank job or something like that. Dude, you get bored, though. Because, like I said, people send those nasty emails. and Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can't. Like, I think, <laughs> I, I can't wait to be out because I can't. I, I'm going to snap on somebody one day. Like, yo, you really want to send me something with the with yeah. the uh, listies at the end of the <laughs> Really? Not the dot, dot, dots? <laughs> nah, Who bro. you think you are? Okay. You know? That's that stuff. That was like fighting words in <laughs> email. Like, well, that or the okay with the period. Don't You don't know. <laughs> you don't know me like that. <laughs> I've typed that out before and then just like, you can't send it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't know me like that. You'd be sending me an okay in a period, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, dude, I definitely get that. I mean, I, like I said, I've had a lot of jobs. Um, I feel like every job I've had, I've like gained like new skills, though. Like, the thing is, like, I've had a lot of jobs, but the thing is, they've helped me get to a place where I'm like, all right, at least I know what I don't want to do. Yeah. Because a lot of people are going to go through their life doing this whole thing for 40, 50 years. And I'm like, oh, I wish I was doing this instead. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy because I, I work with a team of older people, and I'm never going to, like, reveal who they are. But someone's like, yeah, I've hated this for 30 years. I'm like, that's a long – I'm not even alive. <laughs> it's alive for 30 years. You could have made some different decisions. Yes, dude. That's how it was when I, when I was selling cars. There was a guy there. He – um. He hated that job so much. You would see him 
grunt and complain and cuss and all this. I'm like, quit. <laughs> One day, I legit said, hey, man, you don't like the job? Quit. Just quit. He's like, uh, how are you going to tell me what to do? I was like, you hate your job? You don't want to be here? Don't be here. The rest of us, we got to make this money. There's so much. There's so many things you could do. I think some people are just so afraid to jump or do something different. Oh, yeah. I live for that. What advice do you give to someone who's who's afraid to do that? Oh, I mean, so you're talking to a professional quitter, all right? <laughs> um, I know the tricks of the trade. So this is the thing. If you're going to be a person who wants to like do like a new job or do something you've never done before, uh, at least do like some research on this new thing. Kind of know the ins and outs a little bit. Because some people jump into stuff like head first and have no clue they're doing. Like me, when I got into a sales job, I had never worked sales before, but I worked like one of the hardest sales jobs, which is selling cars. Um, and after that, I was at AT&T, which doesn't matter. I can say the whole name because I don't wear that no more. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that job was more customer service based. So I feel like for people trying to do something new, what you want to do is like do some research, make sure it's something you actually like. And remember, like, you can always quit a job. <laughs> like, I know there are people who got three kids. They got the wife. They got, like, the house, the car. That's fantastic, right? Do you want to pay for all that stuff and be, like, angry? Or you want to be happy? Like, that's what I choose. Like, I'd rather have joy than, like, being mad every day going to work. I think the – I didn't realize it at the time. But I think my mom was so much about making me grow up poor because I know – that I had a fantastic childhood, mm-hmm. and money ain't money ain't gonna change that. Like, yeah. So my kids can grow up poor too. <laughs> <laughs> Father of the Year award goes to McNeil. Jeez, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. They'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. I don't so know, I, dude. A lot of people I do feel like uh, are in jobs that they hate, and uh, they feel like trapped, right? And the thing is, you you got to have, like, multiple skills. Like, you can't just know how to do the one thing, right? Yeah. Like, I work all types of jobs, so, like, my resumes always look crazy when I send a resume. Because, <laughs> like, I've had all these jobs. And I just tailor them to the job I want. Because, like, I've learned a skill that I can use for most jobs in the jobs I've had. So. It's the verbal judo. You oh, gotta, my God, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll be killing it. <laughs> Your resume, you just got to tailor it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Use the right words. My favorite thing is uh, in interviews, dude. They'll like, uh, they're like, oh, it seems like you don't stay at jobs long. I was like, I get bored easily. <laughs> and they're like, okay, you're hired. I'm like, cool. Really? That works? Yeah. Straightforward. I ain't going to BS them. I remember one time I had a uh, manager. <laughs> I think I had just started at uh, AT&T. My manager was like, uh, maybe I've been there for like maybe two or three months. And the manager's like, do you think you see yourself uh, <laughs> with the company for more than five years, I was like, I might not make it to a year. <laughs> I was like, we'll see how it goes. And she's like, okay. I, that is refreshing. <laughs> like, and, and, I, and I mean that because it is so many people being so fake. Yeah. And I think the world is the world is a worse place because of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I always said I think social media should be more negative. And not, not negative, like, just people are – me, but I think because people are so positive at like everything's going well, oh, that yes. when something's going bad for someone, they don't understand because that's not the way the world looks on yeah, social media. For sure. I mean, at the same time, that's why social media has a comment section, right? <laughs> yeah. All the fake stuff is like in the pictures and the posts. <laughs> the truth is in the comments, all right? <laughs> right. They, say, they say the truth is in the pudding. No, the truth is in the comments. That's what the truth is. <laughs> oh, man. so amazing to see like a, uh, like a video that touches your heart. Like somebody walking around. Like yes. I watched this video the other day. This girl with several palsy was just started walking. Oh, God, and then I Manil. went to the comments. <laughs> and I was like, really, dude? Somebody found something negative to say. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was like, I mean, that's all well and good, but she don't have the strict like and they were like what? naming off like the I guess there's levels to cerebral palsy or something. Who are these monsters? <laughs> and like, Jeez. And I was like, really guy? Who are who are you? So yeah, comment section is where you really find out who people are. No, oh my god. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I try to stay pretty positive. Well, stuff I put on social media is like whatever. I don't really I don't even really co- <clears throat> only comment on social media stuff um, if I think I can make it funny. That's the only time I comment anything. Like, other than that, I don't have anything to say. Mainly because I don't really care. Like, I'm just trying to promote my shows, my podcast. That's about it. 
there's so many things that are taken out of out of context and whatnot. For sure. So I just have stopped. Yeah, dude. So any more mistakes that you've made? Um, I'm looking at you and I'm like, yo, this guy's made a mistake that he thought was going to be the end all be all at some point. Oh, um, let's see. So I was in grad school at NC State. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've done everything. All right. <laughs> uh, so, this is a crazy timeline. Oh, oh my God, it's nuts. All right. So let's go here. So I was in grad school at NC State and I started stand up around the same time. I think I started grad school in August of 13, I think it was. No, no, no. It was August of 14. Where, what were you studying? Uh, I was working on a master's in physiology. Okay. Yeah, I got a bio degree, but who cares? You, do you use it at all? No. You walk, By the way, Grant's watching me in my ghetto computer. It's so ghetto. <laughs> I was like, I, I know to, Lenovo's did that. I have to shake it around to get it there. To, that's heartbreaking. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> pretty much I had the uh, – I was working on a master's in physiology. I think I was like August of 14. Um I started grad school, and I started doing stand-up April of 15, because um, I think the relationship I was in ended in December, day before Christmas, so what's up, ladies? Dude, that was the day after Christmas. Really? Yeah, the That's 26th. what I'm talking about. Hey, I didn't know. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, man, we need, to, we need to have more chats more often. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. We're terrible. All yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, then I started doing stand-up like in April of 15, and- I fell in love with stand-up way more than I was in love with school. And I was just like, man, I don't really want to be in school like that. Because the thing about grad school is uh, this is what they don't tell y'all in orientation. Listen to me clearly. The same stuff y'all been (laughs) learning since college, you're going to learn all over again for the next year and a half. And that's trash. I was like, dude, I hated that so much. They got me. I I paid for all the grad school. They got me. I'm I remember I was taking Gen Kim classes in grad school. I was like, I took this in college. I took this in high school. I've been taking Gen Kim essentially for seven straight years. Like, why am I taking the same classes and I'm paying even more money now? So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. They got me, dude. <clears throat> I kept thinking, like, this is not going to be a repeat. 100% it's a repeat. You take every class you already took and then you take a higher level one. They want to make sure you learn it in college. That's what it is. They got they got a whole generation of of kids. The whole college thing, man. I got so many opinions on that, dude. They got dude. I can go on rants for that. Like if I could go back to eighteen year old me, I'd be like, yo, don't go to college. <laughs> yeah, I told my mom the other day. We were talking about it. Um, I told her that if it was if I could do it again, I would probably go to like community college and just see if I want to do anything, and then I probably just start doing stand up. Yeah, and just. And not accrue a bunch of debt and just figure life out. Man, I got so much student loan debt, bro. Dude, I'm knocking mine out. Good for you, because I ain't. They ain't going to never see it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they definitely got us. So you, and then you you just decided to leave yeah, grad school? Yeah, I was done. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think, um, so I had a semester left in grad school, um, but I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Because, like, at this point, I was already getting booked on shows, like, a lot. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing because I just fixed my computer. Your laptop is trash. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> but no. Uh, so, yeah, I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I don't want to do school anymore. I've been doing school forever because I, I was pre-dental. I was trying to go to dental school. I actually wanted to go to UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I don't really want to be around, like, a lot of stuffy white folks all the time. I'm already doing that right now in grad school. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm good. So Dude, I, from I'll, there. I applaud you for that because <laughs> – had I had I had that, I would have I would have quit grad school too. I finished because yeah. I was like, finish what you start. But I charged myself a lot of money to finish what I started. Yeah, and I should. I, if I go back in time, <laughs> I look. I'd have walked into my mentor professor desk. I'm like, yo, I'm out. Like, oh my god, yeah, dude. You don't know how many times like I've had family members who uh, they're like, weren't you in grad school? And I was like, yeah. Like, how long did you have left? I was like, oh, like a semester. Like, you don't want to go finish? I was like, do you have ten thousand dollars I can hold? <laughs> Then no, I'm not gonna go and finish. I'm not about to pay that crap again. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So it was a mistake going in the first place. No. Um, so this is the thing: going to grad school was what I needed to get me to do stand up again. So I see it, it as the path of um, I moved from Goldsboro to Raleigh. Okay, um, and then I was in Raleigh. I already knew that was a stand up scene here. So when I started doing grad school or whatever. It was like in the back of my house, like, oh, I'm going to try to do stand-up. 
And then when I started doing it, I was like, there's nothing else I can do. So then I was like, I'm done. And now um, in the next week, week and a half, two weeks, whenever I find a place, I'm moving to New York. So yeah. I see you selling your stuff, man. Selling it quick, too. I'm tired of these people on Facebook Marketplace, bro. <laughs> do you have a record player? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll buy it off you. All right. How much? I'll let it go for cheap. We can talk business, okay? <laughs> talk business right now. <laughs> yeah, you can have like ten bucks. I don't care. Really? Yeah. It's oh. not. It's not fancy like this. Hold on, <laughs> man. Don't pull your little baby <laughs> coins out. <laughs> I have ten bucks on me now, man. I'm looking for a record player just for the ambiance. Real, uh, all right, I know you got the ladies and all that, man. No, all right, no, like no, calm down. No. Um, be honest. That's why I got it. To be honest, <laughs> really, for real. Uh, whenever I got that, I was at my. Uh, it was student house in the NC State when I was in grad school. I had my little record player. I had my receiver, and I got my two Marant speakers. I had it all set up. My girl came over. I had lights down, and you could see like the lights from my receiver. Perfect. Now I don't use it anymore because I'm single. <laughs> like chicks come over, I don't even play it. Really? I'm, see, I, I play the whole game, man. So I'm going to have one record, then stack a whole bunch of cardboard underneath so it looks like I have a bunch oh, of... Oh, yeah, bro. I got it all. I mean, I got Teddy Pendergrass records. I got... You got a little uh, Lionel, Lionel Richie? Yep. Okay, you got... Yep. You know, I'm going to have to get Lionel off of you, man. I'm trying to tell you. I got... Uh, what else I got up there? I got some rock records. I got some Outcast records. Let's see. I got... I got peaches and herb. I got that record. I got a lot of old records. See, I like the I like to have Anita. Oh, you got Anita too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Little Luther. I got. Yep. Okay. I got one of those. I got it all. Okay. Like I said, I was trying to set the mood. Okay. Sometimes it works. Hey, it leaves no question of what you're trying to do. Like oh, if yeah. you if if someone ladies. If you ever go to a dude's house and he has <laughs> Anita Baker playing in the background or Luther Vandross, <laughs> you should have no question what he wants to do. And at that point, you should either leave or stay because he's basically asking your consent at that point. Yes, that, yes. That's what the music is saying. He is definitely asking for consent. If he lights a candle, now you know. Oh, bro, most definitely. That's the only time I had candles when I was in a relationship. Oh, bro, I stole my candles, by the way. I heard it on your podcast. Uh, you yes. talking about my... Uh, <laughs> I was like, those are my candles that he stole. <laughs> so how about we had a friend who gave them to us, and she was like, give half of them to Bri. So then I let Bri borrow my car, <laughs> and I left them in there, and he took all of them. <laughs> Bri is greedy. He's a greedy guy. Yeah, that... I was like, dude, I was doing you a favor. Like, I did, he's like, yo, I really need, need to really need to get somewhere. I did him a favor, and they were sitting <laughs> in the passenger seat, and he just took them all. He dropped them <laughs> off. He he got to his place that he wanted to get to late just so he could drop them off at his house. And then when he brought me back my car, they were gone. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. That sounds about right. That, that, oh, my God. I talked to him the uh, other day, actually. Oh yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, so you got candles, you got the whole thing. Yeah, I got I got incense, everything. Well, you look like a smart man, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I want to hit you with some questions from the internet. Oh, let's do it. Internet question, I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> we call the segment unsolicited advice. Oh, God. Nobody has asked us for our advice in any way, shape, or form, but I go to, go to basic like therapy websites and stuff and get questions about life. Okay. And then I come to you for it. With oh, them. God. All right. The world would be a better place if... People weren't so soft. Dude! <clears throat> you're, you're speaking my language. <laughs> you are speaking... People are so soft. And I don't use... Because this is the thing. Even the words that we use, people find a way to make them negative. Like the word soft... People will find a way to make that crazy. Like, oh, don't say soft because burr, 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 burr. <laughs> shut up. All right, you're soft. All right, like I'm not. I'm not like on the the far end of the Bernie Mac spectrum where I like punch you in your chest and stuff yeah. like that. But I'm just like, just uh, toughen up a little T- bit. Toughen up. It's so hard in this world though because people don't want to go through anything. It, yeah, it's crazy. We live in a world. <laughs> we live in a world where people don't want to feel pain, misery, or anything bad. They only want smiling faces, sunshine, and rainbows. And I told my mama maybe because she even I also I started questioning my existence because like <laughs> okay. I was like maybe I was like maybe I'm wrong because yeah. like my mom had five kids by the time she was 22. Okay, uh, dad was a drug dealer, went to jail, haven't seen her since I was four. Right, stepdad abusive, and I watched my mom decide I'm changing my life. Yeah, and I saw her go to school, take care of us, come home and cook. 
And I saw her in like a matter of six or seven years completely change her perspective on yeah. life and like stop and kick my stepdad out. And that was tough. And now when somebody's like, things are hard because of because I'm sad and I didn't want to do anything. And I, I'm so glad I was the oldest so I could witness my yeah. mama's change. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yo, buck up. Like you haven't been yeah. through nothing. Like yeah. I mean, there are there are some groups that will remain nameless. <laughs> That complain and complain about things being so hard, but forgetting they're on the same team as the people who are causing the problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I don't know. But it is what it is. People are soft. Yeah. And I hate to say sometimes I'm like, yo, I don't want to say man up, but toughen up. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'll get me in trouble too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Toughen up. Like, I'm fine with the controversy. I'm also like, if if someone only said so, where I'm from, if someone only was mean to you and they didn't put their hands on you or anything, oh, you don't get you, you're blessed. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like, for sure. like, yeah, dude. Like um, most things don't bother me, uh, just because like there are certain things you can't let in. Like I won't let negativity in. Like I'll see something that's like negative online, but like as soon as I get off my phone, I forget all about it. I don't internalize the stuff that a lot of people do. That's why you see the comment section. Yeah, those people who are internalizing <laughs> stuff. Like just say it. <laughs> Like me, I'm going to say everything. Like when I go to sleep, I sleep peacefully. I do not struggle when I sleep. I think it should be mandatory for people to be cracked on as a kid. Oh, my God. Because I got roasted. <laughs> roasted. <laughs> Nothing too. bothers me anymore. Nothing. Like my friends would roast me. And we would roast each other at the bus stop, on the bus, at school, when we got back, playing basketball, playing football, roasted the whole time. I see white kids, they're like, oh, it's so hard. It's not even hard yet. (laughs) You haven't seen anything. This is a game. (laughs) Your problem is my blessing. Are you serious? Like, The worst story, just really quick, that I ever got roasted is our teacher was like, hey, I want y'all to write essays for each other. And you're going to read them out loud and give them to someone. So I had a speech impediment, and I still kind of do, where I like mess up S's. My friend wrote a story with all S's. (laughs) I love it. And and because I realized that he did that, I got really nervous. (laughs) It got even worse. And it's the funniest thing that has ever. You couldn't do that now. That'd be bullying. Yeah, that's what they call it. Oh my god, Mendel, that's the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> oh god, I, I was so nervous. I was. <laughs> oh my god! But it's so classic. Like I laugh at it because it's like yeah, yeah, the evilness of that. I love it, dude. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Got another question for All right, you. I'm ready. <laughs> um, what are some good produ- productive habits I can use to grow up? All right. Good productive habits you can use to grow up. <clears throat> um, I would say um, try everything. That's something I would definitely tell people to, like, try everything. Also, interact with people that you wouldn't typically interact with. So, for me... Um, the thing I pride myself on more than even stand up is being around people who are completely different from like my like growing up situation, right? So like I got white friends, got Asian friends, got Hispanic friends, I got friends who are part of the LGBTQ community, all that. Like that's completely different from how it was for me growing up. That that helps you grow up a lot because it expands your horizon. That's where you like lose some of those prejudices that people have. That's what I would say. Okay. Another question for you is if you could talk to younger Grant, we'll say if you could talk to 15-year-old Grant, what would you say? 15-year-old Grant. Let's see. If I could talk to 15-year-old me, I would say don't go to college. Go to an open mic. You're telling a black man not to go to college? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) I agree. If I was – if I could tell 15-year-old me, like, the amount of student loan debt I have right now, I'd be like, shoot, you better do something else. <laughs> like, if I'm really being honest, I would tell myself not to go to college, uh, learn how to start your own business, uh, start doing stand-up. Because those three things would be most important, right? Right. That's what I would say. What would, business would you do? Um, Probably sell something. I don't know. I'd probably come up with, like, an idea of my own and just sell it or whatever. I think uh, entrepreneurship is interesting now. Like, growing up, that word was never used. Like, everybody's like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, no, you sell drugs. <laughs> 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 I 
You record DVDs. Oh my god. You record god. movies in a movie theater. Bruh, heck yeah. You know how many I remember when Tyler Perry first popped off. We used to get those uh DVDs for like five bucks back in school. Like well, yeah, I think they were DVDs, yeah. Like whenever it was still the stage plays. We would buy those stage plays. Bootleg. Somebody went to the actual play, they're recording it. <laughs> The play, not the movie, the play, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But, yeah, dude, that's that's what I would say to 15-year-old me. I would always buy those until someone recorded Passion of the Christ. <laughs> and Bruh. I was like, this Bruh. is a movie about Jesus. I don't know if I can. I still <laughs> saw it on bootleg. I think, I think my aunt got it on bootleg, gave it, gave it to my dad or something. We watched it. And then I think, yeah, that's a rough movie to watch. I actually have never seen it because I was like. Got the DVD. I just couldn't. I could never watch it because I was like, Jesus is gonna be pissed off about this one. Yeah, he don't ask for much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I, that's yeah. What's the next question? Okay. Uh, what's life's biggest trap that people fall into? Going to college. <laughs> really? Going to college. You think it puts you in a box? For or? sure. The thing that's interesting about college, <clears throat> and this is the thing that's most interesting about college to me it's supposed to like expand your mind but really you're learning the same material they've been teaching for 50 years like yeah they're like new advances here and there but the system is the same as been since like uh brown versus education you're still going into a place where you have chairs scattered about it's exactly the same right it's people don't really know that the education system and the prison system are very very similar but y'all ain't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be, I, I'm starting a new one called uh, Uncut. Hey. Yeah, Human Mistakes Uncut, where we keep it really real. Man. If I, can, if I can get, if I, I'll, I'll go up to New York just to have a really real. Man, I'd be, be having some stuff I want to say. <laughs> but I ain't trying to lose them, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Last question for you. Yeah. I'm scared to jump. How do I do it? This person wrote a long, I just summarized, they wrote a long paragraph about what they wanted to do in life, and then it ended with, but I'm scared to jump, what do I do? Okay, so since I guess there's a person who's trying to uh, do something new, trying to have a new experience, I guess? Yeah, basically. All right. uh, they're stuck in a job, um, they want to completely change their life, but they're going to have to change friends, <laughs> move to a different location, they already have the job offer. Well, you're talking to the right guy, all right? <laughs> I am the king of quitting a job and going to a different place. Yeah. So uh, this is what I would say. If somebody's afraid to jump, well, what I would say, <clears throat> like I said earlier, do your research on whatever it is you want to do. Even if you don't 100% know what you want to do, uh, find like a job that has some things you're interested in. Apply for that job while you're still working your same trash job because it is trash. That's why you want to leave. <clears throat> and then like, do the research, see if you can get that job. If you get that job, um, Work that job as well as you can. And if you're trying to move at the same time, like, don't be afraid to leave. Like, if anything, you're going to grow the most from leaving from your best, like, your natural habitat, I would say. Like, for me, leaving a place is easy. Like, I leave all the time. Like, my apartment complex, I usually stay there on average one year. I do a one-year lease, and then I move every year. People are like, man, I hate moving. I love moving. <laughs> really? Because I throw everything away. I don't care. I don't want that trash. I used to be that way. <laughs> I started gathering stuff, and it's harder now. You want to know what that does as well? That makes you stay where you are because you're not as lean. Sure. I used to be very lean. I used to be able to pack it all up in the car and bounce. Yep. So um, I've been preparing for this move for years. Like, I used to have a lot of stuff. I started, like, throwing stuff away. I kind of adapted uh, minimalism, which is white people's way of being broke. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they made that cool. Yeah. I was like, uh, everybody was minimal <laughs> growing up. We didn't have nothing. <laughs> That's what we did. Someone should have just wrote a book on it. Exactly. But, yeah, that's that's what I would say. I would tell people to, like, uh, do research on what they want to do. Um, don't be afraid to do something new just because it helps you out. Uh, more experiences. Um, not to mention you, like, learn, like, new stuff that you can use in the future. That's what I would. I mean, because I'm doing that right now, so. And you're enjoying it. Yeah. So what motivates you, and then what do you do when you're having a bad day? Mm. Um. So what motivates me? So <clears throat> relatively speaking, I'm always busy and I like being busy because when I like I'm sitting at home doing nothing like I know there are 15 things I need to be doing. 
I know I could be updating my comedy website. I know I could be doing my comedy page on Facebook. I know I could be going live on Instagram. I know I could be killing on Snapchat. I know I could, but I'm not. So, <clears throat> at least uh, knowing that I have so much to do that motivates me to get a lot of it done. So, on a random day, let's say I got 15 things to do. If I get 12 out of 15 done, I feel pretty accomplished. Um, so, I guess motivation is... Uh, Comfortability. Being comfortable is what motivates me. Like having enough to be comfortable, that makes me uh, very motivated. <laughs> and that's not just like money stuff, but like just, uh, I guess, general health as well. Like going to the gym. Like if I get like an hour workout in the gym, uh, that makes you, me feel like I come with something. And you attacking day. me for going to the gym. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I attack everybody. Everybody who like I can tell has been working out. I'm like, Oh, so you look at your little baby arms. <laughs> I was talking to the uh, the manager at Good Nights. So I was like, look at your little baby arms. You're trying to uh, grow up on us, huh? Man, I just... I like working yeah, out. Hey, it's, it's my fun. thing, man. People are anti-working out now. Yeah, they are. Yes, yeah. they are. <laughs> this is a new thing. Like, you work out? I'm like, yeah, like, black people die. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all types of diseases from not oh, yeah, oh being my God. in shape and stuff. Right. Did you see uh, Boys in the Hood? Yeah, Somebody like, died at 21. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no. Like, um... Yeah, I mean, my motivations a lot of times are going to be based around, like, uh, stand-up, work, and typically hanging out with friends. So if I get a lot of stuff done during the day, I can do the things that I really enjoy. Like, if I'm at work, if I can get all the stuff done at work, I don't have to think about work anymore, I can devote that time to stand-up, hanging out with friends. So Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, bro. So the next part, oh, I God. told you is a surprise. Oh, I'm ready for the surprise. And uh, <coughs> what we call this part is motivational speech. Uh-oh. And I put some music on, and I would ask you, like you're talking to a room full of high schoolers, middle <laughs> schoolers, younger you, okay. whatever your motivational speech is, get your black preacher on. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just give Grant's motivational speech. So whenever you give me the thumbs up, I will play the music and you begin. Ooh, let's do it with the high school students. I think that'd be good. Okay. Thumbs up? Yeah. Always takes oh, okay. I like the music. All right. So, high school graduates, my best advice for you do something you've never done before <clears throat> and don't be afraid to make mistakes. Uh, make as many mistakes as you can early. Uh, don't make them late. Try to figure out who you are as soon as possible. I love this music, by the way. <laughs> I'm standing for like a hundred white kids. Um, black graduation rates are plummeting. It's terrible. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah, I would say definitely try to do as many new things you can. Meet as many people as you can. Don't be afraid of being out of your comfort zone. Um, talk to that one person who's a hundred percent different from you. Find somebody who has like a buzz cut. They wear Doc Martens. They've never seen struggle. Go talk to that person. Because those people are fun to talk to. Because what they think is struggle is so not struggle. But that doesn't make this situation any less than yours. So go talk to those people. Learn something new. Um, I would also say don't be afraid to fail. Uh, failure has helped me so much. And yeah, that's good. Y'all heard it here first. Grant's <laughs> motivational speech. Yeah, it's important to make mistakes early. Because <laughs> you start making them, like, I'm trying to do make them late. It's like, uh, you should already learn that, dog. Yeah, you don't want to play the catch-up game. That is not fun. So, did you need to hear that speech when you were younger? Um, I, I would say, yeah. I would say, growing up, it was always... Uh, Focus on school, focus on grades, treat people the right way. It was never, um, there's plenty of time for you to mess up. Because the way we, quote, unquote, are, are raised, don't mess up. Yeah. Don't mess up, boy. We all we got. <laughs> we all we got. You the one. You got to take it. <laughs> exactly. Step. Nobody else has done this yet. We count on you. <laughs> That's what black people grow up with. Oh, right? yeah. um, definitely. So I would definitely say. For people out there, try your best to make as many mistakes early as possible. Don't make mistakes on purpose, obviously. But, like, uh, 
try to do some different stuff. I definitely needed that speech when I was growing up. And once you've done it twice, it's no longer a mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a habit. Full flash. That's a full flash habit. <laughs> I've had to learn that also. I'm like, oh, I made this mistake. Uh, this is the third, fourth time you've done oh, this. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, I make hmm, so many mistakes. On, the same ones. I'll do them over and over, dude. It's a habit. It's a yeah. habit now. That's why. Also, why I don't date. <laughs> so, what do you got going on, man? Uh, let's see what's going on with me. Uh, today is who knows. Say Saturday. I think I got I got a show next Tuesday. I got a show next Tuesday at Dead Crow in Wilmington, opening for Eric Schwartz doing twenty. Um, okay, you doing twenty now, man? I like it. <laughs> twenty now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, so yeah. Doing 20 on Tuesday, and then I got the North Carolina's Funniest Person Competition Finals. That's on Wednesday. Okay. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I'm kind of like laying low just because I don't know exactly when I'm moving. So, like, um, yeah, I'll probably be at all the mics. I mean, I got some more episodes of the podcast coming out that I'm pretty excited about. I had to threaten Grant with a, a dish a diss track. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because I've been trying to get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew I was going to make it out here to Carboro. It's just like, this is the thing. In a sales job, you don't get weekends off, all right? You only work weekends, it seems like. Like, um, AT&T, I work 12 to 9 pretty much every day, right? So I wasn't doing as much stand-up as far as mics. I was still getting booked on shows regardless, but, like, I wasn't hitting, like, mics as much as I wanted to. Then I was in the car business. You definitely didn't have Saturdays off ever. So as I quit AT&T, I was like, well, I got some time. All right. I like it. I like yeah, it, man. Bro. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. I, I really do. Yeah. Can I plug my, uh, my plug everything? Media? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at Grant Sheffield one on Twitter, Grant Sheffield. If you want to follow the who's to say podcast, you can follow it on Instagram at, at who's to say Grant. If I remember correctly. And then the same thing on Twitter. Um, let's see. No, it's Who's to Say Podcast on Instagram and then Who's to Say Grant on Twitter. Also, you can follow the Who's to Say page on Facebook and my Grant Sheffield comedy page on Facebook. Also, I'm on Snapchat if you're trying to, <laughs> if you're really trying to. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, you guys can follow me all up there and I'll follow back uh, because I'm sad. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, he does it all, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. Let's see. He's the reason why this podcast is finally on iTunes. He, that uh, should have been how we started the episode. <laughs> yeah, we should have started that. <laughs> I, I didn't want to let them know who you are. Yeah. He was called in because, I don't know, uh, my friend named Bri yeah. called him in and was like, hey, you do a podcast. McNeil has like 20 episodes and he hasn't released <laughs> it. And Grant, Grant had like a heart-to-heart slash like, yo, Drop it. Yep. Real blunt. I told you that night, I was like, drop it. Who cares? You're worried about like that first, like, I want it to be perfect. Who cares about perfect? Yeah. I'm like on episode 31 right now. The first probably 19 of them are rough. All right? I mean, there's some good content. The audio's not the best. <laughs> you, in the, you got a whole situation right here. Your audio's going to be great. You just worry about content. Yeah, I was. I was he's like, drop it. Then I had, to, I had to avoid them for two weeks, and then I finally dropped it. And then Trash. here we are. And then you sent me the thing with the logo. It's like, can I use this logo? I was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> well, because we, I think we ended up using the same artist on Fiverr. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot who her name was, but oh yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. used her on Fiverr. I was like, this looks like Grant's. <laughs> she was like, I only know one type of black dude. Because <laughs> I think she she's like she's like an Asian chick or something like that. Yeah, she drew. <laughs> <laughs> she drew us exactly the same. Because she think all black people look alike. I get it. Okay. I got the artwork back. I was like, is that great? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, my brother, um, whenever I first put up like the new artwork for the podcast, my brother was like, you're Kevin Durant now? I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they, they draw us all the same, basically. Yeah, I think she, she probably has a template for black people. It just changes up a little She's bit. She like, nose, lips, got it. No problem. <laughs> Because I instantly messaged you. It was like, hey, I think we use the same artist. Oh, yeah. 100% that's the same chick. Has to be. Well, do uh, you have anything else you want to plug? Um, I think that's it. Um, yeah, if you guys want to come out to uh, the finals of the NC's Funniest at Goodnight's Comedy Club, I will be there Wednesday. It starts at 8 p.m. And I am going first. And he's and- taking it home. 
Yeah, bruh. Well, with that, Grant is going to be winning a championship after being on this. He's going to be the North Carolina funniest comic. Uh, Thank y'all for listening in to Humor and Mistakes. We're on every week at 103.5 FM. Remember, everybody, people make mistakes, but it's okay. Yeah.